Temple Talks Malta. Episode 12, Temple Talks to Fabien Etienne, sommelier, wine and service consultant. This podcast is produced and hosted by the Temple Magazine team. I'm Mark Mason. And I'm Susanna Hornby. Welcome back to another episode of Temple Talks Malta and welcome to Fabien. Hello and how are you, Fabien? Hello, Susanna. I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me today. Oh, it's our pleasure. You are a really highly regarded sommelier here in Malta. How did you find yourself here? Basically, uh, in over before 2016, so for over four years ago, I was living in Thailand, in Phuket, Thailand. Mm-hmm. I was working for Inyala Group, which is owned by Mark Weingard, as, as you may know. Okay. And, and he offered me to come to Malta to work on his new project uh, in 2016. And um, that's how I came here. And then a year after, in 2017, I've uh, created my own wine and service consultancy mm-hmm. to develop wine knowledge, uh, increase uh, increase um, the level of uh, wine education because mm-hmm. I saw an opportunity and that's how I've done it. And since then, um, I'm still there. Yeah. I mean, that's how we've got to know you through your own consultancy business, certainly. Yeah. We see Correct. you everywhere, all over the island. <laughs> <laughs> so a sommelier is something I've always aspired to be in my secret world. Never obviously going to happen. But being a sommelier is tough training. Tell us, where did you train and what was that like? Um, so back uh, back in the day, so 2004, mm-hmm. I have um, I've done a school called it's called Mansion Complementaire Sommelier. So it's a full year of how to become and uh, and learn how to be to be a sommelier. Mm. Uh, and during this year, you learn uh, all the all the wine region, mostly in France, a little bit over the rest of the world, but not much. Mm-hmm. So I was in Saumur in Loire Valley, uh, mm-hmm. very close to, uh, you know, maybe, you know, Saumur or, or Crémont de Loire, oui, so yes. this, this, mm. this area. Yeah. And then um, in 2005, I was graduated as a, as a sommelier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not, um, I don't think that if you graduate as a sommelier, you can consider yourself a sommelier. <laughs> so the word, of, the word of sommelier, it's much more than that. It's a daily studying, daily training, mm. be very open-minded mm. and... Um, and go as much as possible, travel around the world, mm. uh, walk in the best places. So that's what I've done. I mm. I left uh, France in 2005, went to UK to obviously learn English first. Mm-hmm. And um, I met um, a very, very nice person called João Pierce, which is um, a Portuguese, he's a master sommelier. And he basically raised me and trained mm. me. Um, and if I am here today, it's because, because of him. So... It's an uh, it's a non-ending uh, journey that every day I'm studying, learning, and trying to see what's happening in the world. So it's this is the job of so many. Yeah, I mean that's, that's incredible. So he was I didn't quite catch his name. The your Portuguese. His name is João João Pires. Ah right, okay. So he was sort of your guru and your influence. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, amazing. And then from the UK, what happened next? So I've stayed uh, uh, almost eight years in the UK, mostly mm. London. Mm-hmm. But I have been traveling to Switzerland in Geneva, 18 months in France. I was back in France mm-hmm. for 18 months. And then and then Thailand. Yeah. Thailand okay. for, for almost four years. Yeah. Gosh, okay. So you're well-traveled then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a good job you like wine, or we assume you do. So can we talk about wine now, Fabian? Sure, okay. absolutely. Let's start with our own Maltese wines here. 
Can you give us mm-hmm. some recommendations? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the Maltese wine industry has been really, really uh, developing the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are many different wine estates. But if um, if I can give you maybe a white rosé, some red and sparkling. Mm. Rosé, I will say, if you can try a Meridiana wine estate, they do a mm-hmm. rosé called Fenici. Okay. Uh, it's based on Cap Sauvignon and it's very, very fresh, very fruity, full of red fruits, very mm. pleasant to drink, mm-hmm. good balance. I mean, it's a, a very good rosé for, for now, now mm. in summer. Okay. Um, white wine, I will say probably one of the best wine I've tried, not only Maltese, but considering the level of uh, quality is Tabeta Wine Estate. It's a, it's an estate which is located mm-hmm. in Sijiwi, mm-hmm. and um, I've discovered it less than a year ago and uh, they produce only one white and two red okay. but um, the, the Chardonnay they make it's uh, superb it's mm. uh, really outstanding very rich opulent Chardonnay mm. with a lot of uh, toasty flavors uh, ripe fruit so it's a food it's a Chardonnay for food not mm-hmm. not just to drink it like that so that will be uh, my recommendation mm-hmm. then on the red probably a local grape called Gelosa uh, made from uh, Marcus Divinus the cuvee is called Adon and it's a it's medium body red wine it's a it's a blend of Gelosa so local grape variety mm-hmm. mixed with Syrah um, yeah it's a medium body red wine a lot of um, uh, sweet spices a lot of mm. minerality complex a lot of red fruit strong red fruit so uh, very interesting red to And with that red, you would um, you can drink it on its own, or would you recommend it with um, something particular? I, I think it will be better to to pair it with uh, something local, so maybe a stewed uh, ravioli rabbit with rabbit. Yes, lovely. Uh, so I, I will. I, I think it will be better to, just to drink it on its own. Okay. Um, yeah, and then the sparkling. Maybe maybe it's nice to know that Malta is producing some sparkling wine, mm. uh, same way as the champagne method, so with a traditional method. It's Casa del Mal from Massovin, hundred percent Chardonnay, page twelve to twenty-four months. Sunly, so mm-hmm. again, uh, a very, very elegant, well made uh, sparkling wine. Good, mm. full in taste, pleasant, beautiful sparkles. So, uh-huh. yeah, I will. Um, this is my oh. full recommendation, just by head like this. Yeah, yeah no, no. I mean, I'm, I didn't even know we had a sparkling wine here, so I'm feeling. <laughs> quite excited about that news (laughs) so you know we have a very warm climate here akin to let's say somewhere like Sicily what is the terroir here like compared to Italy are we similar no uh, not really I mean Mm. uh, terroir here is a bit a little bit more different than mm. Sicily. Sicily depends where you are in Sicily. Uh, mm. If you are in Etna, it's volcanic, and if you're around the around the old Sicily, it's all different terroir. Mm. Uh, here is a lot of calcareous um, soil, call it argilo calcare or calcareous mm. clay. So yeah, I mean, there's no much different terroir here. And mm. obviously, as you said, it's a very warm country uh, mm. with a lot of sun, not enough water. So even though they have the right to irrigate. Uh, they're still struggling to to find the balance because the terroir doesn't give much uh, acidity and freshness. No, no, I'm Mm. sure. But but even though they're they're making really good quality wine more Mm. and more. Yeah, 
would absolutely so with the sweet for Maureen. <laughs> yeah. No, I I think so some quite often we one can overlook Maltese wines in favour of the classic brands that we know. But actually there is a there are some very good wines in this country and you've just mentioned some, so I will be Googling them immediately after I've spoken to you. <laughs> okay. Talking of international wines or whatever, can you pick out some of your favourites, I suppose, of from the world. As you, as you may know, uh, I'm, I've tried and I'm trying so many wines that uh, it's becoming more difficult to, to find the right wine. But I will say um, I'm a huge lover of champagne. So champagne house like Frédéric Savard, mm-hmm. uh, Jackson, Boulanger, Champagne Lallier, Deutz, they're very into my, let's say, favorite houses. But Mm -hmm. there's there's many, many more. But um, that's champagne, uh, white wine, um, depending on on the situation, depending on the weather. Mm -hmm. There's a winery called Inama uh, in Veneto, in Italy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're producing outstanding white suave. So... That's one of, uh, let's say, my favorite. If we talk new world, I would say Jim Barry in Australia. Jim Barry producing a very refined Riesling uh, grape variety, mm. as well as Shiraz and Bordeaux blends from mm. the Cleverly, South Australia. So that's one of my top list. Um, if we back in Europe, probably Quinta do Crasto in Portugal in the uh, Douro Valley. I, I'm a huge uh, Portuguese fan, probably because of my mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Quinta do Crasto is one of my my favorites. Mm. And then yeah, there there are many more. I mean, yeah. uh, there's a lot. Of it's an endless conversation, really, isn't it? So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, Mark and I were talking the other day because we were watching the Sotheby's auctions of these huge collections of wine going for extraordinary prices. From us, from the layman. I mean, we we wouldn't know. What's your opinion of that? Uh, um, expensive wine. I mean, mm. in in my view, you don't need to have an expensive wine to to enjoy it. Let's say mm. um, I, I've tried pretty much all of the expensive wine in the world, and sometimes I have more pleasure to drink a bottle of twenty, thirty euros than mm. uh, two hundred and four hundred. So mm-hmm. it's um, very subjective. And uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, expensive wine are expensive for many reasons. I mean, it depends. If we talk about Petrus or Romane Conti, mm. terroir is, is, a, is a huge factor, climate, uh, exposure, mm. yeah, I mean, vats and, and casks you have in your wineries are all are cost. Mm. But I will say it's a phenomenon known as perceived value as well, which uh, how much a consumer is willing to pay affects the price and mm and the good and the service so it's mostly people who have money who who, <laughs> who wants to I, I i won't say show off but um no no i mean it's all part of you know each to their own as they say it's uh, collectors i mean it's it's part of a collection you have a huge wine collector Sotheby's is very famous for you know jewelry watches wines mm. fine hearts so they uh, for collectors yeah yeah and one more question about the collecting of wines. Do people actually drink them or do they just keep them? I think both. I think both. Um, there's a very famous French uh, person who has probably an entire collection of the most expensive wine verticals from the 900s to now. Wow. So I think he drinks them time to time, but mm. it's mostly a museum that he's creating. So, mm. yeah. yeah. 
Okay. It's, uh, I mean, you mentioned earlier how difficult things are at the moment and everyone's coping and managing to the best of their ability. How has the wine industry been affected by COVID? Well, of course, uh, the wine industry is affected as much as the other business around the world. But thinking positive, let's say, I mean, not not into, let's say, markets where you import wine or, you know, because everything is closed down. But let's say locally, like we've been really lucky that still today importers or wine shops can still deliver to you though. And, um, and I think we have to use it wisely. And because we have to spend uh, a lot more time at home, uh, so it's an opportunity to do some home cooking and drink good quality wine so mm. I think um, of course it's it's affected but we we have to sing in a different way yeah. that, um, mm-hmm. I mean we we're lucky in Malta so far that we have the access by a lot of wine who can be delivered to you mm. but some countries are completely locked down and shut mm. down so yeah. say we, we think uh, positive and <laughs> yeah I mean we always do we always remain as positive as, as we can and um, we're lucky we can get wine delivered here I mean there are all mm. sorts of people doing it now of course all of these wines that you've talked about can um, how do we get in touch with you Fabian how do people follow you um, well, they can follow me on uh, my Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, Fabien Etienne Wine and Service Consultancy. They can follow me on Instagram as Fabsum. I think it's the best. These yes. two are the best. No, no, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. We just want to make sure that we can, we can, um, anyone who's listening can find you because you've mentioned so many wines. Um, <laughs> and everyone will say, can yeah. I get that in Malta? Can I not? And all the rest of it. Or even when I they think, are. I <laughs> think, uh, uh, yeah, but talking through my head uh, live, it's... Uh, the wine I've mentioned, I think they're all available in Malta. <laughs> well done. That's what we like to hear. Good man. Okay, uh, this evening, when you relax, what bottle yep. might you be opening, Fabian? <laughs> well, tonight I'm going to make a chicken tikka masala. Ooh. So I'm going to open, and that was uh, decided yesterday, I'm going to open my last bottle of Halvis Drift Vero Pinotage, which is... Um, uh, one of the most finest pinotage in South Africa, in the uh, coastal region. Mm-hmm. Um, I have only one bottle left. It's a 2015, and I have actually opened it and decanted it uh, early morning for tonight. So oh, okay. I'm looking forward to that. You've made me want a glass of wine right now, and it is too <laughs> early for us right now. Anyway, listen, Fabian, it's been so lovely to talk to you, and thank you for all the wonderful well, um, recommendations. Thank you, to you No, it's, it's absolutely a real pleasure, real pleasure. Thank for that oh, thank, well. you, thank you for thinking of me oh of course always <laughs> you're always front of mind Fabian okay take care stay safe and we'll see you soon same 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 okay. same thank you thank you very much to find Fabian find him on Facebook Fabian Etienne you've been listening to the Temple Magazine podcast find us on Facebook or visit us at templemagazines.com and here's our disclaimer Temple Magazine will not be held responsible for any omissions or errors in its podcasts Temple's podcasts are produced purely for entertainment purposes Views and opinions are that of our own or that of our guests. Thank you to Airport Impressions for the use of their song Berlin as used at the beginning of this podcast.